We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Bobby Wilson from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this episode, you're listening to uh, my first installment of my program breakdowns for the 2023 college football season. Um, going to be going through all 133 FBS programs, starting off with the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, this is just a little dive into the program here. Uh, last year they went three and nine, two and six in Conference USA. Let go of head coach Will Healy, and have now uh, hired Biff Pogey. Um, really interesting story uh, about him or his rise through the ranks. I guess you could say. Um, he's going to turn 63 this month in June here. Um, so obviously one of the young, one of the older head coaches in college football, um, different background. Most coaches don't have 37 years of experience as a hedge fund manager to draw on. So he's got a, a ton of experience in that business background in that world. Um, so coaching, uh, college football, it might not necessarily be the hardest thing he's ever done. Let's just say that. But his his coaching pedigree speaks for itself. He he had short stints as an assistant in college at the college level at Brown Temple and the Citadel. Um, but where he really made his mark was at uh, the Gilman School in Baltimore, his alma mater, where he was the head coach. He guided the team to 13 state championships in 19 years. And after that, he was hired at Michigan uh, and spent a year as an associate head coach for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, made some other, a couple other moves during that time. Uh, and came back to the Michigan staff uh, for the past couple years. And <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh obviously has, has had some amazing things to say about Coach Pogey. And, and if you ask me if Jim Harbaugh and also Nick Saban have great things to say about you, I, I, think, I think you're in good shape. Uh, I personally, when I personally saw this hire, I was, it was a little head scratching just because you look at his age um, and you question that. But when you dig deeper into his background and what he's done when it comes to the development of players through his time coaching, uh, it just... Just a tremendous, a tremendous man, a tremendous human being, and he's done uh, a great job. Uh, and he's brought a ton of excitement to the 49ers program already, something that uh, was obviously needed. Um, going a little deeper into uh, the Charlotte football program, they play at Jerry Richardson Stadium, which seats just over 15,000 people. They are in... Uh, the infancy stages of an expansion project to double, uh, possibly even triple the size of the stadium. There's no time frame been set on that. Um, I'm looking forward to attending a game in Charlotte in the future as Jerry Richardson Stadium is, looks beautiful. Uh, it's a very well done stadium. 
Uh, looking at their schedule for 2023, they open up against South Carolina State, a good FCS program. Turn around and play at Maryland. Then they got Georgia State and at Florida. That's their non-conference schedule. Then they start conference play, go to SMU. Then they have Navy at East Carolina, FAU at Tulsa, Memphis, Rice, and at USF. So making the jump to the uh, AAC. Um, be interesting. Of course, anytime you see teams make a jump, you're always, you always wonder how that jump's going to look. I will kind of break that down a little bit as I go through uh, positions. But first, I want to talk about uh, something I'm going to add, a piece I'm going to add here, talking about a potential coach on the rise in the in each program. And for the Charlotte 49ers, I'm going to put, pick somebody who, uh, who I am not only a fan of, but somebody who I who I have a big connection with was a high school basketball teammate of mine uh, back in my days at Oswego East in the Chicago sub- suburbs. Uh, Rod Ojong is the defensive back coach at Charlotte. He just got hired this year. Um, Rod has had a tremendous rise in the coaching profession, and I can tell you he is – a fantastic mind, a great man, just a just a wonderful guy to be around. Um, always, always made us smile. And he was always one of those guys who just made the team better. Um, just by speaking personally from my high school days with him, always made the team better and was just a great guy to be around. But looking at him last year, he was at the University of Buffalo. Um, was part of uh, the staff that led to the top ranked recruiting class in the MAC. And led them back to bowl eligibility in 2022. Um, had some tremendous success in the secondary at Buffalo last year. Uh, they led the MAC with 12 interceptions, which was fifth nationally in turnovers and fifth nationally in turnovers caused. Um, had safety Marcus Farquhar led the led the team with seven interceptions, which was one of the tops in the country. Uh, and he had a fellow safety. Keyshawn Cobb, both of them recorded 60 tackles apiece, which uh, saw them uh, rise significantly in the rankings. Rod's also been a part of uh, the Georgia Bulldogs back in 2020 as he was a defensive analyst there. Um, then he served at Furman and Austin P at the FCS levels, went to the playoffs um, while he was at that level. Then he was a defensive GA at University of North Carolina in 2016, 2017. Then he was part of the defensive staff at Memphis uh, back in 2015 when they went nine and four and went to the and uh, went to the Birmingham Bowl. <clears throat> so Rod has had a pretty, pretty amazing uh, coaching stint, young young career, and I, I will personally say that. Rod will be a defensive coordinator before we know it and a head coach at the college level before we know it. Um, he is just obviously I have a personal connection with him, but uh, really, really pulling for him. And I know Coach Ojong is going to do some amazing things there. Uh, then just looking at the uh, going down, breaking down uh, some of the positions here, uh, looking at the quarterback position, the quarterback job should be manned by Jalen Jones, who transfers in from Bethune-Cookman from the FCS level. He accounted for nearly 3,000 yards last season at Bethune-Cookman. But he's going to have to fight off uh, Oklahoma transfer Micah Bowens, 
who obviously didn't transfer from Oklahoma to Charlotte not to play. So this is going to be a uh, stiff competition and uh, going to be one f- it's interesting to watch. Uh, Jalen Jones would just have one year while Bowens has multiple years. And they brought in a stud freshman in Carson Black who will compete as well. Um, Carson Black definitely seems like he could be the guy for the future. Really, really good young prospect there. The running back position has three talented backs in uh, Shadrick Byard, who is the leading rusher, leading returning rusher, I should say. Uh, they have NIU transfer, Teron Kelman, and then star freshman, Darrell Robinson. Uh, Bird will be the lead back, but I expect Robinson uh, to, to really make an impact as he's the highest ranked recruit in program history. This is a guy who who could have picked, who could have went to a handful of uh, P5 programs, decided to come to play for uh, Biff Pogey. Then you look at the receiving core; they have tons of new faces. Uh, looking at uh, Jack Hestera from Colorado, Jaden Bradley from Pitt, Randy Fields from UT Martin, Ike White from Minnesota, and even at the tight end position with Gus McGee from San Diego State. They do return uh, Jarvis Mack at wide receiver and tight end Jack Clemens. So they'll also be in the mix. But it's a good group of, of different players who should be able to make some things happen. Um, should make it very, very interesting at that position. Uh, so whoever does win that quarterback job is going to have a, a lot of guy, a lot of different players to throw it to. Looking at the offensive line, eight transfers have been added on the offensive line. This is a group that could be one of the best on the team, honestly. Just to name a few of the transfers, Kevin Williams Jr. from Nebraska, Ja'Kai Green from Maryland, and Andrew Adir from uh, JMU are just a few of the guys to watch. Um, Obviously, when you add that many transfers, you got a lot of plugging to do. Um, It's just going to take a little time to get it going, but I think when it's all said and done, this position group could be one of the best on the team. And I think we all... Can, from Biff Pogey being a little bit old school as a coach, you want to win in the trenches, that's where the game's won. And as we flip to the defensive side, you could really see that with what he's built on the defensive line in the trenches there. Uh, coach Pogey himself feels he has a Big Ten caliber defensive line. Uh, with the additions of Iibe Oke from Michigan, huge addition there. Uh, Demon Clowney from Ole Miss. Katron Evans from Jackson State and Austin Fontaine from Maryland. You can definitely see why there's that excitement. Uh, Des Morgan, Jalar Holly also return on the on the inside of the defensive tackle position. So obviously adding Oki from Michigan is absolutely huge. And then Clowney from Ole Miss. Those are two guys you can put in right away and should be able to make a huge difference um, when it comes to uh, raising this defensive line to the next level. One interesting thought, though, is Austin Fontaine from Maryland. They play Maryland that second week of the season, so I wonder how that's going to come into play. Then also Biff Pogey and his background in the state of Maryland and Baltimore. So that game's going to be a big game, I think. Uh, much closer than experts think, I'll say. Uh, the linebacker unit returns four of their top six tacklers from last year, and they add... Nakai Hill Griffin from Michigan, and Osita Akuwu from Notre Dame. 
So two big additions there. Then you look at Prince Prince Bama returns as the leading tackler. He had 62 last season. So like I said, they got four of the top six tackle top, top six tacklers back in the linebacker position, and they add two pretty good ones from Michigan and Notre Dame. So, so, so as you can kind of see here, obviously with the new coaching staff, you're bringing in some new players. Charlotte utilized the portal to their advantage for sure. And then you turn to the to the secondary. <laughs> Ten transfers have been added in the secondary. So almost a clean slate here. Uh, safety Wayne Jones is the top returner. And uh, a few of the additions, the additions of cornerbacks, uh, Dante Balfour from North Carolina, Ledeson, Deion, uh, Ledeson DeAndre Hollins, also from North Carolina, and C.J. Burton from Boston College. And safeties John Huggins from Jackson State and Al Mahai Ali from St. Francis will all be huge. Again, when you have 10 transfers, plugging and playing once again, a big, big adjustment there. But something that was definitely needed, as you would expect, from a team that went 3-9. and nine. Um, Looking at special teams and also with Poji's background, too. <laughs> special teams, you got kicker uh, Jake Larson has been added from Richmond at the FCS level, one of the better FCS programs. And then a really, really cool story here. Punter Grant Gagne has been added from uh, – D3 John Carroll, where he was a Division Three All-American. I'm really excited to see how that pans out as a former D3 head coach myself. I'm really pulling for guys like that. So that that's a that's a fun thing for me to watch throughout the year. And then I think one thing to watch out for is Shadrick Bird returning kickoffs. He's an electric running back, can also catch it a little bit, but he's super quick and has good feet. I think it's going to be really exciting to see him returning kickoffs, maybe even punts too. We'll see how he's utilized there. So looking at my final analysis going into uh, the season after breaking down Charlotte here, bringing in 40-plus transfers is a, will be a difficult transition for anyone. But I think we all realize with new head coach Biff Pogey, he's an old-school coach, and he's here to win now, um, obviously. Uh, this will be one of the most improved teams in the country. Um, at anyone who saw Charlotte play last year knows how behind the eight ball they were with many, many injuries um, that they dealt with. But this team is going to be extremely improved with the talent that they've brought in and just the level that, that they're going to rise to with the new coaching staff. I, in my opinion, a bowl game is not out of the question. I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility. If they're able to win three of their four non-conference games, I think they're in really good shape. I expect them to beat South Carolina State and Georgia State. But if they can beat Maryland at Maryland, I think they got a shot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Vegas has them at an over-under of two and a half wins. I'm not a gambling person, but I say hammer that over. I think it's a definitive yes that they – go over two and a half wins again that is my breakdown for charlotte i will continue with these breakdowns for the rest of the uh, fbs programs thank you guys for listening uh feel free please like subscribe where you listen to the podcast follow the podcast twitter account at tnt college one thank you guys have a good day good night god bless